Welcome to Moneyline. I'm Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here. It is a Friday. We're wrapping up the week. And I got to tell you, it was a pretty damn ugly week still for the tech stocks, the big growth stocks. But don't worry. I talked to you off the ledge earlier this week. We're going to do a little bit more of talking off the ledge. But we're also, more importantly, I'm going to give you five stocks live I'm picking right now that I think are great buying opportunities. All that and more coming up on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. And it's been a really freaking long week, so I don't know what the day is. It is Friday, March 26th. My God, it's going to be April by the time we come back on probably or something like that. But it's been a nuts week. We're looking at the S&P 500 right now. I'm going to pull up the spiders because these are real-time numbers right here. And I, I got to tell you, I don't like the way the market's acting. You know, we're up about a half a percent right now uh, in the S&P 500, which isn't bad. But the tech stocks continue to drift lower. The growth stocks continue to drift lower. Because I'm saying I don't like it, I'm human too. I'm a contrarian indicator to myself sometimes. So in my opinion, when I start feeling that gut in my stomach and I start feeling like, shit, what kind of business am I in? It's actually a good thing. And the other indicator is when I start getting a lot of questions from subscribers and I start getting a influx of emails and calls from clients from Penn Financial Group, my money management firm, it's typically a time that you know is going to be a great buying opportunity. And that has happened on all three angles. My gut, uh, Penn Financial Group, and subscribers. All freaking out. So that tells me we are very close to a great buying opportunity. But the thing is, you look at the S&P 500, and we're only a percentage point or two off an all-time high. But the tech stocks have gotten crushed, especially the small caps. And let me pull up, this is the Russell 2000 uh, ETF, which tracks the small caps. They've taken a much bigger hit, as you can see here. Nice, nice turnaround yesterday. It's actually up a quarter percent today. However, they've come back quite a bit. And if we take a look at the Qs, which is a NASDAQ 100, and these are the 100 largest stocks in the NASDAQ composite uh, X financials. So let's take a look at this. And you can see here, they, you know, they had that correction we talked about two weeks ago, and it, and it held the uptrend line. And we'd really just been going in no man's land. And I talked about this uh, last week. We could consolidate and go sideways for a while. I still think the path of least resistance is higher. I think right now is a great buying opportunity. And we're going to go through this. We're going to go through my list of my kind of list of lists. I have about 400 stocks on my watch list. Right now, we have about 64 on my flag list. And we're going to go through the, some of these, not all of them, and we're going to see if we would find five stocks that look like great buying opportunities heading into next week. And that's what people want. People want stocks, right? They tune in, be talked off the ledge, but they want to hear about stocks. And that's what I'm here for. But here's a little bit of good news that, that I like to talk about. And uh, the U.S. Labor Department this week, uh, the data came out and they showed that the unemployment benefits dropped to a one-year low. And these are for last week's numbers, but it came out this week. As stronger hiring and more outlays by consumers, more consumer spending uh, helped this bit of a revival. And so the workers filing for unemployment benefits fell to 684,000 last week. One week earlier, 781. And it's below the pre-pandemic high of 695,000. So that's good news. That means people are getting back to work. That means the economy's starting to open up. 
I've been saying this for a long time. Remember I showed you a chart the other day? Uh, airlines, people booking flights on airlines, skyrocketing. That's not stopping anytime soon. Everybody I talk to, different walks of life, different demographics, everybody is itching to get out there and start traveling. My sister and my brother-in-law are taking my three niece and nephews to Disney World down in Florida. Uh, they just let them know this week the kids are going nuts. But, you know, they were ones that were stayed home. They, they, they did what they're supposed to do. Uh, kids zoomed into school, all kind of stuff. I think they go once or twice a week. Followed all the protocols. But they're at the point where they, they need to travel. People want to get out. They haven't been spending money. We have checking accounts at all-time high, savings accounts at all-time high. More money on corporate balance sheets than ever before. There is cash out there wanting to go to work. As soon as our politicians, both sides of the aisle, let us get back to work and stop talking BS back and forth, it's going to be great. Let us get back to work. So that's a good sign that we are getting back to work. Darden restaurants, they own Olive Garden. Um, man, Olive Garden, huh? Think about that. Unlimited breadsticks and, and uh, uh, salads. They have one of the better salads I have to say I've ever had. But I will say, I did buy their uh, Italian dressing at the store. They make their own. It's not the same. You got to get it in a restaurant. And, you know, the sticks, the bread sticks aren't as good as they were as a kid. But look at this stock breaking out to a one-year high. Let me zoom out. It might be an all-time high. This, this is unbelievable. This is freaking insane. Darden Restaurants, which owns Olive Garden, is hitting an all-time high. What does that tell you about where we are right now? And this is probably going to sound horrible. You know, I, I like Olive Garden. I don't go there because I, I, I either go to the local shops for, you know, sushi or pizza or whatever, or I go to a high end. I don't go to the middle, middle ground at all. But I'll say this. You know, the people that are going to Darden restaurants, I'm not to piss off half the world. The people that are going to Darden restaurants, though, I will say it's, it's Americana. It's between the coast. And, and I'm telling you this and not in a bad way, but if you live in New York City, I used to walk by the Olive Garden between Fox and my office and, and my, my, my apartment almost every day. It's like, I think it's the largest Olive Garden in the world. It's across the street from the largest PGA Fridays in the world. I didn't go, in, I've never stepped in one foot of any of them. Because if I wanted a good drink, I'm going to an Irish pub. If I wanted food, I'm going to, want to go to one of the local places. People who go there are the Americana. And that is what supports this economy. That's what supports this country. And they're going because they're going out because this is an all-time high. Darden Restaurants, uh, they posted some great numbers. They came out uh, on Thursday and they said that uh, restaurant sales stronger than even 2019 levels pre-pandemic. Uh, in the most recent week, they raised their dividend by 138%, which is insane. And they approved a new half a billion dollar stock buyback. Again, you're not doing that. If you're the CEO of a company, you're not raising your dividend. If you think around the corner, we may have another spike in pandemics or something bad's going to happen. These aren't dummies. These are smart people running these companies. This tells you something, folks. Yes, you're going to look at that and say, Matt, well, why are our tech stocks going down? It, it's okay. It's a rotation of money. It goes back and forth. Things don't go straight up, folks. But what you need to do is when things are not going your way, I wouldn't buy a dart in here. I wait for a pullback. As a matter of fact, we bought an airline yesterday or two days ago, I should say, two days ago for uh, some of our newer clients at Penn Financial Group, my money management firm. And it's done well so far. I'm not going to tell you the name of it. We already own one from months and months ago that clients have had for a while, but we had another one on a pullback. 
not buying on a highs, on a pullback. That was a nice little pullback on Darden before the good news they had yesterday. So we're looking now, the chart I'm about to look through, I, I took these 64 stocks and I put them in order of the most oversold based on the RSI, the Relative Strength Index. Most oversold, and we're going to go down. And we start with that because these are going to be stocks that have pulled back from highs. Here we are, number one. And I'm not stopping on all of them. This is One Connect Financial Technology. I know about the company, but I just don't like it. We're going to keep moving on. Number two is IMXI, International Money Express. Know the company. It just doesn't excite me as much. I got to get excited. It's Friday. Amberella. So this is a stock that we have in one of our newsletters for our subscribers uh, at Investor Place. And I got to tell you, I like it. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to use uh, Y charts here. This is one of the services we use uh, and we pay for. Uh, hopefully you can't see our login. But uh, Amberella is a $3.3 billion company. It's, it's a chip company, but they make chips for a lot of different really cool industries. Um, and, and they do like a system on a chip. So on the chip is an entire system. Uh, but think AR, augmented reality, virtual reality. It, it's something where they were a big player in GoPro. Remember when GoPro was really big? They made all the chips for GoPro. Then GoPro wasn't as cool anymore and it got crushed, but they've made a hell of a comeback. Who said it? Don't call it a comeback. LL Cool J, too, too, you're too young for it, Brooke. LL Cool J said, don't call it a comeback. Man, that guy still looks good. I don't know what his regimen is. He's probably old. He's much older than me. But what we're looking at here is, this is Amberella. They are estimated, I'm going to go down here, earnings per share in 2020. Let's go back. They reported 69 cents. Uh, and then they're looking for 2021. And for 2021, that was last year. Their fiscal year is weird. So please, just, this was last year. It dropped because of the pandemic down to 33. But look at this. The estimates back to 70, $1.05 and $1.81. That is huge growth. You're looking at a, uh, you know, high, high as far as price of sales going forward, 10, going forward, 91. It is high, but I love that growth. I love the fact that the stock has pulled back. My goodness, what kind of pullback is this? It's tough to even see on here. It's about four, oh my gosh, about 25, 30% pullback. This is on great support at 90 bucks. This looks awesome. It's been down five consecutive days. RSI is down to eight. RSI is measured between zero and 100. Anything below 30 is oversold. This looks great down here. Could it keep going lower and hit 90? Yes, I don't know. That's another 7.5% in downside. But this is the type of opportunity looking for. We love Amberilla going longer, long-term, and it's pullback. And this is what you want to buy. Because I would have told, I would have bet you anything. When Amberella is breaking out at 125, and I said you could buy Amberella at 105 right now, I'll give it to you 105. You would have threw money at me. Well, now it's at 96, and now you're scared to death. So just think about that. All right, I'm gonna keep going here through this list. Uh, SLP. This one, this is a pretty interesting company. Um, this was in our original power portfolio for this year uh, that Louis Navalier and I put out. We're coming out with a brand new, our, our second go because we locked in a profit in two months of 38.4%, uh, 10x the market. And we said, let's lock it in. Call it luck, call it smart, call it whatever the hell you want. The market since pulled back in that time and we now see a great opportunity. So we're putting out a brand new 2021 reloaded power portfolio coming out in a couple of weeks. But this was one of the original ones we had. This is Simulation Plus, small company, but a $1.1 billion company. It is a software company, but it helps in the drug discovery and pharmaceuticals. So think, think the combination of software, which we love, and, and drug discovery, which we love, going together. And if we look at the financials, you know, I just told you it's $1.16 billion. 
Only 41 million in sales last year. That's a bit concerning, but we liked it, or I liked it at least, and Louis did too. Um, if you take a look here, going to 50, 59, 71, it's not a huge growth, uh, but if you look at it, it's, it's making good money. 16 cents per share, uh, then we don't have the, the top line, but it, I, I believe I had it on my other system. It's close to a buck a share by 2023. So it's not cheap. However, software is not cheap, and anything that's to do with drug discovery is not cheap, but it is a company that's in a very nice niche spot. It looks like to me this could pull back to the lower 50s before I, I give it a shot, but again, nice long-term looking company. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the next one we're going to take a look at here, if the computer wants to keep going, is uh, Rush Street Interactive. This is iGaming. This is a uh, uh, you know online gambling uh, type. This is one, again, we have for subscribers, so I, I didn't mean to even come up with these. These are in order of, of most of our sold. But this is one, obviously, I love on this pullback. Uh, this one was a SPAC, as you can see, down at 10, ran up. This got ca- killed with all SPACs. But the iGaming industry is booming, my goodness. I don't get too much into it because we have it for subscribers, but I love it down here. Uh, Quinn Street is a pretty interesting company, but I'm going to keep going because I see a couple of those on a list I want to look at. Um, Ping An Insurance. This is one of the largest insurance companies in China. China and emerging markets have really pulled back recently as interest rates have gone up. I think China is one of the great investment opportunities right now. So this pullback in Ping An, uh, I think, is really interesting. So that's one to keep an eye on. I'm going to skip down a little because a lot of these we've covered already. Uh, I'm going to skip down to this one right here. And this is Green Thumb Industries. This is a a cannabis play. And I want to pull up the financials on this because I think they're pretty interesting to take a look at. This still trades over the counter. Uh, It's about a $6.6 billion company, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, they're a U.S.-based one. That's why it trades over the counter. But let's look at these financials and the growth that you see ahead of it. So back in 2018, it did about $62 million in revenue. The first year it turned turned, uh, any sales. Jumped up to 216. Last year, 556. So you're seeing really, really big upside growth. This year, 2021, we're expected to go from 256 to 851. Next year, 1.1 billion. Year after that, 2023, 1.4 billion. So really, really big upside growth. And it's making money. Uh, If we scroll down here, we can see this past year, 2020, was the first time it turned an annual profit of about seven cents a share. By 2023, you're looking at 96 cents a share. That's 12x growth, 13x growth, as a matter of fact. I'm loving it. I, I love that. And, and I, I don't say why I know. I have really good indications that marijuana slash cannabis will be decriminalized this year and most likely legalized at the federal level. Um, I got my hair cut this morning. Your girl cut my hair said that she heard that Maryland's going to fully legalize recreational next year, which would be great uh, for the uh, uh, economics here in the state because obviously it taxed the hell out of it. So this is one to keep an eye on. This is uh, one of the stocks that this this sector had a big run when uh, it kind of looked like Obama or no, Obama when Biden was going to win, and then it's simply it's come back and it's consolidated, just like everything else. All the hot stuff has come back. Huge support at thirty bucks. I'm loving the way it looks right here. All right, let's keep going down. Trying to find something else here. It looks good. <coughs> uh, Villadine lighter. I've talked about this one in the past. This was a spec that was ten bucks. Ran up to 32, came all the way back down to 12, ran up to 31, came all the way back down. We're at 12 again. This is the LiDAR, uh, you know, the light emitting uh, LiDAR, very similar to radar, but it's on top of autonomous vehicles. It's actually used for other industries as well. But let's take a look at this company and kind of how they look uh, fundamentally. It's got a market cap of about $2.3 billion. 
And it's, it's what you call an early stage. It had about $95 million in revenue last year. Uh, if we look ahead a little bit further, uh, we'll see here uh, actually dipping to $90 million, then one eighty six, then two eighty. So you do see some really big growth going forward. Probably won't see it turn a profit. I, you know, good chance it could in 2023. So that's a great sign. It has a path to profitability. Um, I, I don't mind it here. I, I actually like it at this level. A lot of support between 11 and 12. So it's one where there's quite a few LIDAR companies out there, but I, I actually like it down here. So it's one that I would maybe, you know, you give it a little bit of a shot. Uh, what else do we got here? Let's go to a couple on the list that are actually have high RSIs, maybe that are, that are looking to continue to break out. Uh, one right now I'm going to pull up is uh, Fresh Pet, Fresh Pet, F-R-P-T. It's packaged foods for, for, for pets. But again, this was at 172. It pulled all the way back to 130. Think about that, folks. It pulled back 40 bucks. That's 25%. It looks like nothing on a chart. When I look at the long-term chart, the weekly chart of this, it doesn't look like anything. It happens all the time. And that's, again, when you go back, when, when this situation's happening, when this situation's happening, when this situation's happening, every time that happens, those are times that you wish you bought. And you're having another one right now, folks. So there you go. I think Fresh Pet, again, is a great opportunity to buy on the pullback. And let me see where I find one more. I'm trying to find one that I don't own, clients at Penn Financial don't own, and we don't have for subscribers because a lot of them in this list have become buys <clears throat> in the last little bit. Uh, don't own this one yet, but I've been keeping an eye on this one for a while. Uh, this is Castle Biosciences, CSTL. Again, huge run-up. as an, It was an IPO back in uh, early 2019. Hit 100, came all the way back down to 59. So you could do the math there pretty easily, down about 40%. So let's take a look at Castle real quick here before we wrap it up. Castle, to me, is, is very interesting. I'm not sure if we're going to the numbers that go out as far, but a $1.48 billion company. And if we take a look at the estimates here, Losing money this year uh, on 79 million revenue. Next year, up to 106. Year up to that 150. However, <clears throat> a path to profitability for a 1.16 billion dollar company by 2023, making almost a dollar a share from nothing this year. That is big. This is a company you need to keep an eye on. Uh, again, we'll go back to the chart. All that being said, this could pull back to 30, uh, 45, 45 before it goes to 100. I wouldn't be surprised. So think big picture, think buy into weakness. This blue line is a 200-day moving average, so there is some opportunity right there. All right, before we wrap it up for the weekend, let me go back here really quick, take a look at the S&P 500, where we're at. Um, you can see we're up about 0.2%, but we're on like the low of the day. Uh, just These buyers just don't want us to have any follow-through. It's very weird. And I'll take a look at the Qs here. This is the NASDAQ 100. I give you an idea of tech stocks, and I'm sure they're probably on a low today as well, down a half a percent. It's tough to get them moving. But I do, I, I'm telling you, there are some great bargains out there. I don't know if a stock that's now a bargain at 20 goes to 15 before it goes to 30, 17 goes to 30, or maybe 20 is the bottom. I don't know. But I'm looking out so many years that I believe that we're going to have much higher prices. You start buying, looking for a sweet spot on the pullback. This, to me, is when you want to be buying. So, folks, again, off the ledge. Have a nice weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful in the Northeast up here. Get out there. Get some fresh air. See your friends. See your family. Take the damn mask off. Get some air. Uh, but don't break any laws. Go out there. Hug somebody. Tell me you love them. Be safe. Be happy. The market's awesome. But life's even better. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Matt McCall. And that was your Moneyline. 
the money line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.